final part of the show guys this is the third part this is the moment we've all been waiting for the top 10 movies of all time i'm not going to say anything else i'll let past james tina and nick take it away guys now it's time to dive into the reason we're here we're going to finish <laughs> on a high note and celebrate everything that happened uh that was good last year and this is the top 10 movies of 2017 as voted by us um so uh, this should be this is might be the longest part as well because we tend to talk well, more got, about... We've got to talk about 30 movies. It's true. Hey, this is the, this is the wrap-up. You want to go out with a bang. Yeah. Or a snail's crawl. It depends we, on how you... We're going to come in with a bang, because it's the new year. That's true. Uh, who'd like to start the countdown top 10? Well, why don't you start? Yeah. Because we've started... Futuristic sunnies slash... You know what you look like? Terminator. You look Terminator. like... Terminator. You look like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what I look like, Dwight. Uh, you look like... Um, like an uh, not an office worker, but you look like you're a futuristic drone. To, yeah, like in <laughs> like you're not a main character in like a futuristic <laughs> film, but you're someone who has to. She's set You know what's actually really yeah, funny? Yeah. When I was younger, I always used to pretend to put my headband over my eyes, and I would pretend I was a robot. I'm not even kidding. So that just really makes me feel happy that I'm not crazy. Alrighty, you're crazy. Uh, Ooh, I'm crazy. My number ten. Uh, it's a little bit of a cheat, but it definitely I want to put on this list. Um, it was technically released in the States in 2016, so much that it was nominated for an Academy Award at, in, like for the 2016 season. But we didn't get in cinemas till 2017, so everything like, on my list, I watched in Australian cinemas in 2017. Loki's brought a toy in. Um, this is a really powerful uh, film based on a true story. Um, definitely made me cry. I think almost all these movies made me cry. Um, and that's Hidden Figures. Uh, the story about the three African-American women uh, who worked on the NASA space program, mm. um, one of whom was a mathematician and helped, like, literally helped them figure out the launch code and stuff. Um, and it's fantastic. Like, for a period piece that's kind of a, that's based on a true story, that could be, you know, a little heavy-handed, a little bit kind of like, oh, we're watching this. It's so well done. Like, all three actresses are brilliant. Like, Octavia Spencer, who... Is someone I'm not a huge fan of is really good, um, and uh, Kevin Costner as well is really good. The only the only weak part of the film I say is maybe um, Jim Parsons, the guy who plays Sheldon in Big Bang mm. Theory. Like to me, I'm like I didn't think he was bad in it, but I'm like, oh, he's just Sheldon. Like there was no kind of like change in his performance that I've seen uh, in anything else. Um, but everyone else is really good. Mahershala Ali's in it as well, like for a little bit, and he's really good. It's just a really beautiful story and has the this great sense of justice. Yeah. Like about these women who, you know, like not only were they women in a field that really didn't support women at all, um, they're also African-American women, so they're fighting on two fronts, and to see, you know, what they achieved, and to see them finally get recognised, 
but also the strides they made at this time in the 1960s is, is phenomenal. Um, the film definitely made me cry, as I said. Also, if you're a fan of Home Alone 3, the terrorist leader is in there as well. The oh, really? Um, the guy who asked the most important question, where is Mr. Jernigan? <laughs> Why is Mr. Jernigan? Um, We're just going to get these puppies out. Yeah, we'll keep talking about it in the meantime. Uh, I loved it, but I've been talking about this film all year, like how much I enjoyed this film. So, definitely in my top ten, and it would have been higher, but when I was doing my, like when I was counting out my list, I think I had, like uh, my final list was like, alright, these are the 30 that I love, which ten of these are going to be my top ten, and which are honourable mentions. I have a lot of honourable mentions, so hopefully you guys will chew away at some of them for me to make it easier. But uh, Hidden Figures, definitely one of the best films of the year. Nick. Sorry. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on that. But on your recommendation, I will yeah. put it on my to-watch list. Um, I may as well get the the hated ones out of the way first. So I do it in the order that you wrote. Like, don't worry about it. Like, don't get things out of the way. No, no, this was, this was my ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I had about... A lot of them could have fit into this list as well. Yeah. So, um, But A Cure for Wellness, I really, really liked it. Um, I can see why you didn't. Um, but I just don't agree. Yeah, that's really. fine. Um, and I love the way it was filmed. I loved, I think I even took, when I reviewed it, I was like, see it in the cinema because it was meant to be a real visceral experience. Like, yeah, you, actually, you saw it before me and I was like, oh, that's the other thing. I'm like, oh, Nick said it was good, so I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, we don't often, I mean, we do like the same things, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, like there was a bit when you just really get, they take you inside him getting sick and, and mm. going a little crazy. Kind of the same way Black Swan did. You know mm. what I mean? Oh, and like, I know this is your thing, so I won't try and steal from you. Whenever it was focused on him, it was pretty good. Like, the tooth thing is messed up. Mm. But there was so much cutting away to, like, like they, 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 there was more than two phone calls to the office, and they were yeah. long phone calls. Yeah. And then, like, there was a lot of subplot with him and the girl. And, it was, you know what? It's your thing. No, no, no. Look, I'm, I'm there with you. Like, the boardroom thing, it's always unnecessary. Yeah. You could have just started the film with him on the train. I mean, mm. he is, but like all the calls back and forth. Mm. Um, I would just say I like, cut like 40 minutes of that film. Way more enjoyable. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, and I love, I loved the setting. I thought mm. it was a beautiful, beautiful place to film. And the sets, like this, um, this like done up, like, I guess like early 1900s, like is asylum or whatever it was, like yeah. hospital. It was really, really gorgeous to look at. Um, and that made my time. I was just really entertained. It, look, it was long. So mm. you're right. Probably could be a bit shorter. Um, but you know what? Loved it. So, but yeah. I, do, I do love that final scene. Like that whole like, yeah. monster part, I love. Yeah. So um, as much as I was disappointed by a lot of the film, there's stuff to love in it as well. Yeah. And don't listen to me. Go see for yourself. Like, that, I think that's what we always say. Like, regardless of what we think, go see the movie yeah. yourself. Make your own decision. Tanya, you're number 10. All right. My number 10... Uh, is a movie that's come out quite recently. It's The Disaster Artist. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I just thought it was spot on. Um, I thought James Franco's uh, portrayal of Tommy Wiseau was just perfect. It was absolute perfection. I saw um, yesterday, or was it this morning? I can't remember. Um, but I saw the clip of like him and Tommy Wiseau on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, oh yeah, that was so funny. And it's just like, and then like as as Tommy was is sitting there next to him, James Franco's like, yeah. And Tommy was like, 
why you know this and he uses the voice yeah. and everything and i'm just like that's so that's so good and i just thought it was really really spot on and i loved the whole um frame by frame side by side shot yeah. for shot version of the movie as well which i thought was really good so yeah that's my number 10 i'll say more on that later Wow, Jeep is creepy. Um, my number nine is uh, was a highly anticipated film this year, a highly anticipated war film. I think everyone was looking forward to it. Um, it wasn't Dunkirk; it was War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, it's incredible. Man. I, I talked about. It, I think I reviewed it only a couple of weeks ago, yeah. so it's still pretty fresh in my mind. Um, but to make me care that much about a bunch of like cartoon, I mean that's what they are like cartoon monkeys, mm. like. Apes, not monkeys. I know, I'm being facetious. Hmm. Um, I mean, and I loved the first one, and I really dug the second one. So the third one had a high bar to meet. And to take that, and to put Woody Harrelson, who I think is a very um, hit and miss. I do like Woody Harrelson a lot, but when he, like, you can tell when he's phoning it in. But he's so good in this, and Andy Serkis's vocal performance is excellent. Um, Steve Zahn, I think I like made a big deal about last time as well. Like, everyone involved. And it looks... You, the CGI is seamless. Like, it's so good. Like, we talked about Paddington before. Even though it looked realistic, I was like, that's still, like, an artificial bear. I can tell. But these apes look so good. And it's a little bit... Like, I did, like I said it before, like, they should have called it Shinless Chimps because there's definitely concentration camps. <laughs> but it's a bit of that. It's a bit of Great Escape. It's... And also set on the backdrop of winter. We've never had that before. Like, these apes, like, fighting in the snow and, like, kind of, you know... Mm. It's just... It's visually stunning. The story is beautiful. The ending, like, it, it ties... The, the, like, it brings everything together really nicely. Um, it sets up the originals really well if you want to use it as a prequel to it. Like, you don't have to, um, but you can and it works. Um, I had a really good time with it, even though it was sad and it was violent at times. Um, it was stunning. And uh, that's why I wore it for the Planet of the Apes is my number nine. Mm. Nice. Um, what kind of list would it be if I didn't have some Nolan in there <laughs> so this year's only film by him Dunkirk um, actually as you guys know I mean that's probably surprisingly low for a list of mine normally like his films go right yeah, up considering top. your top 5 of all time had like 3 of them in yeah um, but I just I, I almost loved it for the same reasons I loved Cure for Wellness it just looked amazing it sounded phenomenal I, I've se- still only seen it once like I haven't mm. bought it since it came out and uh, the copy I got was on, uh, sorry, the, um, when I went to see it was at IMAX, which was a good idea. <laughs> mm. Um, I don't know. I think the things missing for it to be a great film for me was some of the things you value, which is like, I guess, emotional, like the relationships and stuff like mm. that. And dialogue. Yeah. And there wasn't much tying you to any particular character, but for the experience and I didn't know anything about that Dunkirk mission to get the British, you know, because like they'd suffered defeats and the British government was like, we've got to get these soldiers home because mm. in a few months the Germans are going to be coming for us. So those stakes, I didn't know anything about that. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was a fantastic war film. Mm. To me, yeah, like I, I did... Uh, my, my opinion on the film has been pretty clear in terms of how much I enjoyed it, but it's to me it's less of a movie, more of an experience. Mm. Like you do get lost in it and like visually and like the audio and everything is stunning. Just for me, there was no, nothing to anchor me to it. Um, but yeah, still like a stunning film. I'm sure it's going to get nominated for a bunch of awards. So, mm, mm. Cool. I don't know it, so I haven't seen it. So. Mm. Um, Alright, so my number... Oh no, hang on a second. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
Oh, okay. My numbers went wrong. Um, so my number nine is um, a classic revamp of Kong Skull Island. Nice. Yes. Um, so not only does it have awesome rock in it, um, but as in rock music. No, The Rock. He's not in it. Oh, he's not in it? No. Oh, well, there you go. It's been such a long time since Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson. Oh, that's right. Sam Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Sam Jackson. Why am I thinking The Rock? Because I'm thinking Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah. That's what I'm and, thinking. Yeah, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that movie is just awesome. That's yeah, just a really, yeah. really good movie. And I love the... I love, like, the just the visual beauty of it. It's really, really nice. Like, that shot... Yeah, that shot with the fire at the end and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's just really cool. So, yeah, so that's my number yeah. nine. They're like orange filters that they use for the mm. sun. Like, the, the helicopter's mm -hmm. coming down. Yeah. Like, that scene, and it's, I think they use it for the steelbook and also for the poster art where Kong is blocking out the yeah, sun and yeah. the helicopters come down. Like, setting in the 70s was perfect. Yeah. Um, time for number eight. And for my number eight, I uh, once described it as the coolest movie of the year. Uh, oh. It's one that I know Nick didn't enjoy so much, and it was accused of not being a very Edgar Wright film. But it's totally an Edgar Wright film, and it's Baby Driver. Mm. I love Baby Driver so much. Like it's just a, I'm not a car guy, but it's a totally great car high, like car chase heist movie. So much so that like it made me like. I was like, I don't care as a car guy. I, I dig this. I think Ansel Elgort is great, and I hope he get he got nominated for Golden Globe. I think I hope he gets nominated oh, for an Oscar because he's fantastic. Um, despite what was revealed about Kevin Spacey earlier this year, he's great in it. Uh, I love Lily James. She's so adorable and you just want to protect her. Mm. Um, John Hamm is a great villain. Uh, Isa Gonzalez, who doesn't get too much to do, but she plays John Hamm's like, girlfriend or wife. She's fantastic. Um, and that soundtrack, like, and the way the film is just cut to her, like, Edgar Wright like, knows what he's doing with editing. And now, like, this is the stepping stone to the, the next great thing that he does. Um, but I had so much fun with Baby Driver. I loved it. So number eight is Baby Driver. Mm. It's actually it's funny that we have this running joke that um, I didn't like as much. It almost made my list because I did enjoy it. But I think uh, it's it's a Jamie Fox out of my list. Like you just get rid of him, yeah. his character. Mm. I just think it's just yeah. unnecessary for his character to be in that film. Well, at least he got like to me he got the ending that I wanted because I'm not a huge Jamie Fox fan either. I think this is one of my favorite of his roles. Cause I think he's very suited to it. Like I've seen him in other stuff like Spider Man, awful. Like there's just things I've seen him in, like, it just doesn't make sense for him to... I didn't like him in Horrible Bosses. Um, but this I did like him in. And then, like, he was such an unlikable character. To have him go out the way he did, I thought was mm. fitting. Uh, cool. Uh, on to me? Yeah, you. Anymore? Okay, so, then my next film of the year was Hacksaw Ridge. Which, oh, I yeah. do know, I'm pretty sure it was, like, late last year. I think it was, like, 2016, yeah. No, it wasn't. Are you kidding me? Wasn't it, like, nominated for the Oscars this year? It was... But I feel like I saw it in cinemas in 2016. But that's okay. Don't worry about it. Go for it. Because I saw it this year. Oh, that's fine. So I'm breaking the rules. Go for it. No, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's I, still a great movie. I really liked it. I thought it was probably the best directed film I saw this year. Like, I thought Mel was in top, uh, top form. And that whole... Like, I'm a I'm a fan of, like, war films. Like, mm. not... It's not what it represents. But I just think, film, like, when you see it... Um, in film, like... It demands the scale of film. Mm. And the scope of film, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, the whole last half an hour where we get this heroic... Um, I forgot what the guy's name is. Uh, Andrew Garfield's character. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? I saw it in cinemas, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that whole last bit when he's just, like, um, taking cover. One more. Yeah, and then he's just trying to save, like... Um, as you said, one more. 
Um, yeah. Who, who plays his dad again? It's um. Hugo Weaving. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah, in he's it. good in it as well. I love Hugo Weaving in it. Yeah. Even Sam Worthington's good in it. Oh, yeah, he is too. And Vince Vaughn. Like, yeah. Vince, that's the only problem I have with that film because Vince Vaughn. I like. I thought he was good in it. But it was like so obviously Vince Vaughn, I yeah. couldn't like get over it. I was like, all right, like we get it. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was great. Um, mm. You know, I could have taken or left the first bit of it, like as in you know, like the romance part. Yeah. Or, I didn't mind that. I like Teresa Palmer, so yeah. Um, but no, I really liked it, and I thought uh, Andrew Garfield was worthy of being nominated. I think he got nominated for an Oscar for it, actually. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, was a big fan of that film. Nice. Number eight, Tina. Number eight. Uh, number eight. Seven. Uh, no, no, number eight. Number eight. Because I started the round. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number eight is Jumanji. Nice. Oh my yeah. god! Wow. Yeah, I really liked it. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> I really, that is really liked shocking. it. Shocking. I just, I just had a fantastic time watching that movie. It was literally. <laughs> Nothing else I needed from that. Yeah, it was I thought it was fun. great. Thought it was good fun. I've gone into it in the review, so I don't need to go into it anymore. So yeah, no, Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jumanji was good fun. Um, my number seven is a film that I didn't know I wanted as much as I did once I saw it. I've seen this character in movies so many times over the last eighteen years. Didn't think I needed him again. But uh, when Tom Holland swings in a Spider-Man, mm. um, it's Ooh, just... that's a, only number eight. Wow. It's a sheer... Number seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. It's a sheer and utter delight. Um, mm. I found the film so charming and funny and fun. Um, it is my only Marvel movie on the list. I'll put that out there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is my favourite of the three films I saw this year uh, that Marvel released. Um, but yeah, it's just so good. Like, it makes you realize how poorly made the previous ones are and i like all the other spider-man films even three like we reviewed three last year at one point we went back and watched it again mm. but they get the character so right and i yeah. like the ensemble cast is perfect like ned is great the girls are great tony stark is a lot of fun but doesn't take over the film and we have maybe one of the best villains i've seen in a marvel film since loki maybe like mm. um, michael Keaton's vulture is so menacing and so intimidating but it's also not it doesn't feel like an Iron Man film. It's a very small, very personal film. And, like, even the villain, it's not... It isn't, like, a grandiose villain. Like, it's very local, very blue-collar. Like, only wants to, you know, kind of make money for him and his friends. But it's do- done so well. He's so sinister. It's just... It ticks every box for me. Like, I loved Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I can't wait to see him in Infinity War next year. And I can't wait for the, se- the Spider-Man sequel after that. Um, I think it reignited a lot of people's love with Spider-Man. And definitely did for me. I... Can't say enough good things about it. So Spider-Man is number seven for me. Excellent. Twip, twip. <laughs> uh, next up for me comes a film that was panned not ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Alien Covenant. Um, I think... Look, I don't have the attachment that you obviously do to the Alien franchise. Well, just the first film. I keep saying, like, I don't actually like the yeah. franchise. I just... No, you love Alien 2. <laughs> you love all of them. <laughs> no, um, I think that Prometheus and this are giving a horror franchise just, as you, as you always say, it's a haunted house film set in space. I think it's giving it an unbelievably rich and awesome backstory, and it's turning it into, like, Star Trek, Star, maybe not Star Wars because it's darker than Star Wars, but 
this like it's not just set in the ship now we're getting different worlds mm. and I just really like what it's becoming um, yeah. and I can't wait for the next instalment uh, as you said it ended on a bit of a well you picked the twist I was just like Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I love the fucking Jesus allegory of him like shooting that flare up and like whipping off his coat when he saved them. <laughs> um, I loved all the flute stuff, the recorder. Um, and I went back and watched Prometheus again. And I don't know if you've seen that recently. Yeah, uh, not for a while. But I did like Prometheus. Yeah, I am loving that. Like I could just—it's almost like a new franchise. Like I hope it just they just not bypass Alien. In the sense that, like, ignore it as canon, but mm. like, I don't care if they never reference Ripley. We never get anything more from that. Yeah. Just go off in a completely new direction. Well, I'm fine with that. Like, that's what I, that, that was my problem with it. I was like, look, give me Prometheus. Oh, I changed the batteries. We're all good. Oh. I was like, give me a Prometheus series, cool, but don't give me an alien. They're gonna give me Prometheus and call it Alien because that, mm. that was my problem. But I look again. I know I'm in the minority with this film. So yeah, I mean, I didn't. Um, there was I didn't. It's not like oh, it's the perfect film. Like mm. some of the casting was a bit. Um, I didn't think they used uh, Billy Crudup correctly. I think he's no. such a good actor. He just turned him into a bit of a chump. I did love Danny McBride in it, though. I yeah, like he got yeah. a lot to do. I got to do some emotional stuff. And I thought his wife wasn't particularly good. Mm. Um, but And weird haircut from Fantastic Beasts. I just thought it was boring. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, let, I'll get out there. Take <laughs> off your list or yeah. you don't come back yeah. to the show, apparently. So, so that was my seventh. Seventh heaven? Yeah. <laughs> Tina, number seven. All right, number seven. For me, is just starring one of the most beautiful women on the face of the planet. So beautiful, in fact, that she is the beauty in Beauty and the Beast. Wow. Oh, wow, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. I really liked it. It was really good. Like, obviously, I love Emma Watson. Love Emma Watson. But just the music in it was really good. I mean, the fact that we were making jokes about it yesterday. Um, and Gaston's song and all that. Like, Gaston's casting was perfect. And LeFou. Yeah. I that casting the was whole the only... Cast- no, no. Uh, the whole casting is not perfect, James. That's true. Because there is one character <laughs> who is so shit, he puts a black mark on this whole film. Hence why it is not higher up than seven. Fucking Chip. Chip is so annoying. <laughs> chip is the worst. Okay? Who is Did chip? they just he's cut the little, Chip out of the cup. Oh, played it's by just, who? Oh, it's just know. some kid who's just a little He's just shit. trying, just starting as an actor. Yeah. Oh, well, and, so he's, you, chip. and so he comes in and like every scene, he's like, hi, right in front of the camera. Look, I'm like, oh, oh, what's that? What's that child? Mickey, Mickey Rooney, the child actor? Who was that child, child actor? I uh, mean, he's like Mickey, um, and he's like this. Mickey really Rooney short is kid. a person, not anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was Mickey Rooney. He was a really short um, yeah, he child really short, actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, he died. Um, he had a good ninety-three. All right, mate. <laughs> Wait, let's see. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, him. that's yeah, that's Mickey Rooney. Yeah, that's that's, that's him about. in his first role. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> yeah. With rouge on his. He played a war-torn child. Yeah, but yeah. So my my number seven is Beauty and the Beast. Uh, cool. So to round up the first five, my number six. Um, uh, we're talking about important movies before. And uh, we had a long discussion about this, and Nick made the very excellent point that just because a, a movie can be great without being important, and you don't have to focus on its importance to make it a great film. But I think this is both an important and a great film. 
one of the best superhero films we saw this year, uh, and that's Wonder Woman. Mm. When you talk about beautiful women, I think you can talk about Wonder Woman as well. So I think you can say, like, the beautiful... Most Maybe beautiful... I just haven't mentioned it yet. Maybe you haven't. Um, I loved Wonder Woman so much. I didn't know what to expect. I dug the trailers, but I've been burned before, especially, like, the last movie I'd seen by DC before then was Suicide Squad. Um, so I really wasn't sure what to expect. And also, I didn't know Gal Gadot was an actress. I hadn't really seen much of her stuff, So I was like, except for Batman vs. Superman, which I really liked her in, but she didn't have much to do in it. So I was like, oh, this could be... It's going to be interesting. And whilst the third act does get a little bit CGI heavy and does get a little bit messy, I had a really good time in the theatre watching it. Like, it was a really fun watch. Yeah, and again, like, one of the movies that made me cry, I like seeing the little girl training and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think Gal Gadot is not only badass, but also, like, so adorable. Like, when she discovers ice cream for the first time. Yeah. And wants to hold the you baby. You so proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Pine. This one is my favourite Chris Pine role. Like, I really enjoyed him as Steve Trevor. And I've liked him in Star Trek and stuff as well, but I really enjoyed him in this. Um, uh, the Who's uh, who? Robin Wright is excellent. David Thewlis, like... Doesn't get as much to do, doesn't get as much to do as I would have liked, but putting him in that armor was still pretty cool. Mm. Um, in fact, I think I said like after I watched the film, like there's only one scene in a, the only one part in the film. I was like, yeah, this has gone on a bit, and that was the campfire scene. To me, you could just get rid of that. But aside from that, I've said it time and time again this year: the No Man's Land sequence is one of the most stunning pieces of cinema you'll ever see, mm. especially in a superhero movie, but not just superhero movies. Taking down the church bell with the shield, just it, it's just. It's exciting and it's inspiring and it's fun and it's beautiful. It's just everything that I want from a superhero film. I love Wonder Woman, so that's why she's number six on my list. Nice. My number six was a film that you and I went and saw, actually. Oh, okay. And I left not knowing what to think about it. I think that was my review as well. Like, oh, okay. I don't know. Is, yeah. And just since then, I it rarely leaves my thoughts. Like, I just always think about it. And I think that's probably the sign of a really good film. Like, I... I'm not gonna I, like obviously missed it again at the cin- to see it twice at the cinemas, but I'll, I'm looking forward to when like the Blu-ray copy comes out. Which it's Blade Runner 2049. Okay, should probably say the name of it. <laughs> um, I thought maybe it was slightly long, but then I, I also don't want to question like the way he's telling that story. Mm. It's very visceral. The film. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a theme with all your films. A lot of them are like very beautiful movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan of the Goz. Um, yeah. And pretty much everyone, Robin Wright's in that film again. I think she's one of the best actor slash actresses, got people acting around today. And yeah, I don't know why it's, uh, I, I did not, when I looked through my films for this year, I definitely wouldn't have put it in my top 10 as mm. a, before I started listening. I'm like, as I was bumping things out, I'm like, fuck, it keeps coming in higher than mm. other stuff. So yeah, definitely nice. a recommendation of mine. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, Love it the way other people have loved it, but I think the cast is incredible. I think Anna de Armas as the digital girlfriend mm. is fantastic. Dave Batista doesn't have much to do, but he's really good mm. in it. Um, I, I found it a bit long, and I found I couldn't tell when it was going to end and stuff. The my only big problem, my biggest problem with it is like I can't tell you where the cuts need to be. Like I feel like it's too long, but I don't know where to pull from. Yeah, um, and I think I do need to give it a second round, um, like give it another watch. Uh, same with Dunkirk. Like those are two films that I think. Are very well made films, but they probably didn't hit the mark for me or aren't my kind of movies. But I want to give them both a second chance as well. So, but I'm glad some of them played on in there because man, it copped a beating like this mm. year. Like it did not get the support it deserved. So yeah, uh, and people should have just like it's too late now, but people should have seen it in cinemas. Like if if you can't see it in cinemas, 
find the biggest screen you can and yeah. give yourself a chance to see it and like get some loudspeakers. Yeah, and... definitely. Okie dokie. Well, my number six. We're up to number six. Number six. Number six. Okay, so my number six is a movie that we saw uh, this year in America. Oh. Mm. And it is Split. Nice. Yes. That movie was really, really cool. I did not like the ending because I didn't get it because I hadn't seen I would almost the call catalog that like, of M. Night Shyamalan's movies. I would almost call that like a PS. Like I wouldn't call that the official ending. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh my god, his acting is phenomenal. Mm. I use the scene where um she's like talking to him in the therapist as a therapist and like he's he go he literally transitions from one mm. to the other and you see it happening in that one shot before his eyes i show that to my drama kids and i go watch what he does in order to show the changes in characters does he like completely go da da no he doesn't it's just slight mm. little nuances that change god like just fantastic really really fantastic the story is really cool um, yeah, I really liked it. I, I think, really, really I actually, it. I think that's another performance that probably hasn't been recognised, but definitely yeah. should deserve a nomination. Oh my sort. god, absolutely. He played 13 characters. Yeah. Um, that means he did research for 13 mm, characters. One of which was like a little girl. Yeah. A little boy, and little they, boy. there's like a matronly woman as well. They are doing another one. You know, Are they? So they're doing, um, it's like kind of a sequel to both Unbreakable and Split. Oh, okay. Um, and that's why Bruce Willis was teased. Spoilers. Because um, he's gonna have a couple of different like villains now. Because it is like a superhero. These are superhero movies. So that's what they are. Oh. Um, but they're just not the way you recognise them normally. Yeah. Um, well, this is more of an origin of a villain kind mm. of thing. Um, I also really love Split. It's not on my list, and I, I think because a, I haven't seen it a second time, and B because I'm not sure whether the film is good or whether it's just James McAvoy. But I'm glad again. Like that's another film that definitely deserves recognition. So I'm glad it got yeah. put on the list. Top five time, guys. We're halfway to the end of the year. Uh, my number five is a movie that most people probably haven't heard of. And if you haven't heard, of, haven't heard of it, they haven't seen it probably. But it's really good. It's about to come out on DVD in Australia in the next couple of weeks. And I think everyone should give it a chance. Um, it's made by the current cast or some of the guys from the current cast of Saturday Night Live. And I loved it. I love this movie so much. It's called Brigsby Bear. Um, and basically, it's kind of like a darker Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. Um, it's about this uh, this boy who well, he's, he's a thirty year old man, and he's living in a bunker with his family. Um, his parents played by uh, Mark Hamill, and an, I can't remember who the lady was. Um, and this is in the opening. So it's not really a spoiler, but this is kind of the opening of the film. And um, as far as he's aware, he's living in like a post apocalyptic world. Like they're not allowed to leave anymore because outside it's poison. Everyone's died. So Mark Hamill and his wife are looking after their son. And uh, he's obsessed with this TV show called Brigsby Bear, which kind of looks like a Barney the Dinosaur thing, but it's got, it's more adult, I guess, like it's got a lot more meaning to it. Mm. Um, and then it turns out that Mark Hamill and this woman aren't his parents at all, they abducted him and they tricked him. <laughs> oh my god. And it's all about him, he comes back to his, his real family, and it's all about him adjusting to life, like yeah. realising, you know, all this time he's lost, and he, the way he kind of adjusts and the way he gets over this kind of pain and abuse is that he makes a movie he wants to make the last episode or the, la or the unmade movie of Rigby Bear that showed that he was obsessed with as a kid 
because he comes in and he's like, oh, do you guys have any Brisby Bear tapes? And people are like, what are you talking about? What <laughs> yeah. is this thing? Because it was just made by his parents. Um, it's so fun and weird and beautiful. It's a really great watch. Like, again, like, tore me apart, made me cry. Matt Walsh is in it, um, who you would know as the Nazi gardener from Community. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Who I really like. Who as... I always thought was Louis C.K. No, and he's also in Veep. And I really like him as an actor, and this really gave him a chance to kind of show what he could do. Yeah. Um, and Carl Mooney wrote and directed and I think he wrote it and he starred, I don't know if he directed it. Um, and Mark Hamill, like, it's... He's not in it very long, but not only does he get to act, but he gets to rock his voice, cast his voice acting as well, which mm. is very rare for him. Like, you mm. don't really need to say it, especially on screen, because obviously voice acting is normally off screen. Yeah. Um, but it's so much fun and so beautiful, and, like, it's just... If you're a fan of art, if you like movies, or you've ever wanted to create something, this is just the film for you. I loved it so much, and that's why it ranks at number five for me. Nice. So everyone should check it out, definitely. All right, number five, John Wick, Chapter Two. Not Jack Reacher, Never Go Back? No, that was a piece of shit. You said you were never going to go back, so... No, I never did. If I had watched all of that, it would have made my... Disappointments. But I didn't even bother finishing it. Um, oh, I'm, I'm loving this franchise and I, you know what the best thing is you just popped out of nowhere like mm. don't think John Wick felt like just like a mm. random film yeah and all of a sudden it's like a really amazing franchise I think Keanu is rocking it yeah How... I haven't seen it but I love Keanu Reeves uh, I love have you seen the first or this no I haven't seen it she either. won't because of the dog thing ah uh, right yeah. Yeah. yeah I might I might I think I have to put it aside I'll have to put that aside yeah. and just watch it it's definitely the first part which sets up his motivation for pretty much the whole franchise mm. is definitely hard to watch because mm. spoilers puppy gets killed yeah but it's not brutal like it, it's done as tastefully yeah. as you can do it <laughs> i mean guess. i wouldn't i mean you know like yeah as you said as you can but you don't see it's not like a tortured dog you know yeah. you just hear a yelp okay. off screen oh, okay. you know what I mean? oh, okay. but still uh, yeah. it's a little cute dog so yeah. it's like yeah but it's, you just yeah. have to trust me, he mm. gets his revenge. Yeah. Good. It's, Good. Like, it's, it's like the second half of Taken. Yeah. It's, Good. There's so many people get shot in the head. Um, and the second one is more of the same. Unfortunately, Ruby Rose is in this film. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for that. I was waiting and to she is maybe on or below Cara Delvine's level. Mm. If they were ever in a film together. <laughs> um, and she plays like a... She's she's deaf, so she signs. Deaf oh, okay. And stuff like that. So at least you don't Anyway, um, it. but it's got like Common in it, and he's an awesome like oh, foil yeah. for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Common's um, good. Ian McShane's in it as oh, I love Ian McShane, yeah, and he's like, and you can see the lore that they're building is just growing. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like, it's a lot bigger. The world of like this assassins thing, all of a sudden, like everyone's involved in it. Mm. They got their own currency and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, the premise of this one being that like he's made this blood oath to re- um, someone helps him out with something, and now they've come back for a return <laughs> favor. And he doesn't want to do it because he's out of that world. So they bring his house down around him and he basically does end up fulfilling this blood oath and then goes on a rampage for the next hour. It's fantastic. Nice. And yeah, recommend it to anyone who mm. likes film. <laughs> I also really like Keanu Reeves in action as well. Yeah. Because I've seen Keanu Reeves in horror and I've seen Keanu Reeves in romantic comedies. But I think Keanu Reeves' action is my yeah. favourite Keanu Reeves. He's a very serious person. Yeah. So I think that's when he's yeah. at his best. Mm. And he does most of his own stunts, I, mm, that's right. I believe. Cool. Anyway, on to you. On to me. All right, so my numero five. 
Sal's one of my most favourite people in the world. It's good old Danny Rads. I was saying, a friend of the show. Yes. Yeah. Why hasn't he been on here? Oh, because he's, he's busy. intimidated by my love for him. He's a busy man. Like, he was spent a lot of time in... The Jungle? Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, so uh, number five is Jungle. Um, I think he did a really good job. Like, mm. I mean, there are certain aspects that he did that could have been improved. Like, for example, his accent at times at the beginning was a little bit... Yeah, but I mean, he's doing a Eastern European? No, yeah. what is he? He's Iranian. Yeah, he's Iranian. So he's doing like a Middle Eastern accent, mm. um, which isn't easy. But like the dedication that he put himself through with, you know, losing all of that weight mm. and everything. And that movie is very similar to Argo, where it's like, I, I got to call it the Argo Factor. The Argo Factor is the sitting on the edge of your seat going, no, just do it, just do the thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it's just a really good movie. But like I said in the review for it earlier on in 2017, it's one of those movies where it's just frustrating the choices that the people make. But at the end, obviously, the choices end up being the right choices. And there's nothing you can do about it because it's a true story. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it in the mm. first place anyway because it's not like you made the movie. Um, but yeah, no, I just think it's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I... um. Had a good time. Had a good time watching Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I had a good time. Like it, I mean, I did, yeah, no, it wasn't a good time. It wasn't, it wasn't like fun. Jumanji, no, yeah. where it was, yeah, it wasn't fun, but it was like intense. Was there anything like that Franco film where he cut his arm off? Oh, 127 Hours? Yeah. I haven't seen 127 um, Hours. Kind so of. I'm just, of... just like a gruelling, you're seeing someone just suffer for yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly mm. what it is. You're just seeing him suffer. The whole time. Yeah, what about the blue eggs bit? No. <gasps> like the second time. What's that? Uh, have you seen it? No. I know. No, I'm just going to leave well, it. Uh, is, is that a main plot point? No, no, no. But like it's... I mean, it's... I don't... Just just watch it. Okay, okay. The feet. I do have the it. Feet uh, the feet first. Me. Oh, yeah. that looks... Oh. How you could... The How many times I watched... I, like, not watched that movie. How many times I thought to myself in that movie, I just... I just die. I'd just die. I wouldn't be yeah. able to sustain myself for that long. I'd just die. I couldn't do it. I don't have the courage. That's why he's a Gryffindor. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, number four time. I've also, as we've been going on... Any- oh! oh. <laughs> Luna just ran headfirst into a closed door, which is amazing. Uh, that's like slapstick comedy yeah. from Luna. Uh, everything that's in one of my honourable mentions has been mentioned already, I've taken off the list because my list was so long. Uh, number four to me is a film that I think deserves to be nominated for Academy Award, at least in performance. And if it doesn't, it's, I think it's kind of ridiculous. In fact, I would say everything, my top four now, everything on this list should be nominated for Academy Award, I'm just saying. Uh, especially perform- for performances. Um, this movie is hilarious, but also really heartfelt. Um, it's just, and it's crazy that someone made this movie. That's a disaster artist. Yeah. I love this movie so much. I didn't think that like my my kind of top ten would change too much. I hope the disaster artist might like sneak into the bottom. But it was maybe the most fun I had in the cinema this year. Um, it, yeah, and especially if you know The Room. I can't believe they made a movie about The Room. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they made a movie that good about it. Yeah. It's so much fun. Everyone's so strong in it. Um, the fact that it stars people who are fans of the room that I'm also a fan of mm. just makes the experience yeah. even more enjoyable. 
Um, it's yeah. It if Franco isn't nominated for an award, I'll be. I know he's nominated in the Golden Globes, so hopefully he'll get nominated for an Oscar as well. He's so good in it. Rogan's great in it, and he's funny, but not deliberately funny. It's not him doing his usual yeah. kind of stoner stick. Mm-hmm. He's um, Paul Shear's excellent in it. Uh, Ari Grainor, who plays Lisa, is excellent. Um, Dave Franco is. It's just. It's like the best film about making a film I think maybe I've ever seen. It's so much fun. Um, and that's why it takes out the number four spot for me. Wow, that's a big rap. I cannot wait to see it. Yeah, I hope I haven't oversold it for you. But like, to be fair, it was in both of our top ten. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. So hopefully, even if it's not a four, like number four for you, maybe it'll be like in that middle somewhere. Yeah. Uh, my number four... Hmm, let's remember what order I put these in. <laughs> Is a film. It's been mentioned already. Uh, you know her as Wonder Woman. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty high. I know it. Oh, I loved it. Um, it snuck, but like actually, there was another superhero film that came out this year. And when I first saw them, Wonder Woman was in front. And then as the years gone on, I've watched them both again and gone slightly the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I really loved it. I'm, there's not much I can say. You sort of summed it up pretty well. Um, I agree with most of the points you. Um, about how like important it was, and and it it's really a shame that it took this long to get a all fa- or like a female led superhero film. Mm. But I just thought it was fantastic. Um, the top you'll see a theme in my top the next. They're all like superhero films, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was uh, definitely one of the films of the year. Nice, awesome. T dagger. All right, so my number <laughs> T dagger. Yeah, remember Matt called you T dagger in a text message. Is it T-Dagger? Yeah, T-Dagger. Oh, okay. It's, it makes no sense. Alright, so my number four is only about one of the greatest cities in the world. Well, it wasn't that great when we went. La La Land! Nice. Yeah, so, so that came out 2016 though, didn't it? It was, but it was... Yeah, but we, we, didn't, we saw those it rules, in 2017. Those rules are over, yeah. 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 We, we saw it in 2017. Well, even I like said Hidden Figures, which is a 2016 yeah. release for most yeah. people, so... Um, so yeah, so that movie was just really good. I mean, despite the fact that you sat there the whole time thinking that we were going to get shot. Only because of that in my mind. I thought about Split. I spent the entire time sitting there going, we're going to get shot, we're going to get shot, we're going to get shot, we're going to get shot. Um, but yeah, no, La La Land is just really good. That being said, I haven't gone back to the soundtrack. I haven't seen the movie Oh, I play that soundtrack a lot of work. I know. People hate me for it. Um... But, um, yeah, no, it was just really just fun. And I think what was fun about it especially was the fact that we were watching it while we were in L.A. Mm. Like, that's what really sort of went, ah, that's right, like, this is Hollywood town and Mm. there's that magic in the air of disillusioned, broken dreams and (laughs) all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, no, it's good. It's such a charming film. It Um, is. And J.K. Simmons only has a little bit, a small role in it, but he's so good in it. Um, And The Goz. The girls is great, especially when he has to play in that 80s tribute band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did she request? Um, I can't remember, but it starts with Take On Me by Aha, but yeah. I think she requests something else. Yeah. I think maybe Flock of Seagulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems to be the go-to 80s joke, yeah. so. Um, all right, we're down to the final crunch, guys. Top three. You know what we also should have done? Mm. Is, like, had another list of, like, what we think... Everyone else's top three I will almost, be. I almost... Because um, something's... I know that we're, we're going to share a top... Something in the top three. Yeah. I, I think if we don't share two... If we don't all share two of these movies, I'll be surprised. Um, so my number three... Um, 
I said it was a big year for horror this year, and this film was a non-stop thrill ride. Like we talk, like not only was it like legitimately creepy and unsettling and exciting, it also managed to be like a really culturally relevant film. Um, so much and like, but and, and that's excellent. Like, and it used humor to kind of help tell that story. But the scares were so like powerful that like it, it was another film that really affected Tina. Like afterwards, so, like she was like so like out of breath from watching this film. And it made me, like, sad a little bit because I've watched so many movies and I don't really get that anymore. Um, but I guess it goes to show how good it was, especially for a first-time director. Um, and I have two words to say about this movie, and that's Get Out. Mm. Um, I love Get Out so much. Um, I think it's so well done. Um, again, as I said, creepy. Like, the casting is amazing. Like, the lead actress is fantastic and his girlfriend. Like, I never knew where what side she was on. And even at the end, I was like, oh, maybe she's on his side. And mm. then it's like, no, she's definitely yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who plays her brother is always really creepy. Bradley Whitford as the dad is so awkward mm. and wonderful. Um, Catherine Keener as the mum with the hypnotizing thing is really good. It's just, I never knew where the film was going. I kept waiting for, I thought that I knew where it was. And every time I thought I knew what was going on, I was wrong. Um, and to make a film that keeps tricking you, in this day and age where you think you've seen everything is a feat of itself but it's just it's amazing and again like this is I said already every film from now on I think deserves Academy Award attention and this is one of them I love to get out nice yeah I, I also really like that film it didn't make my top 10 I agree with most things you said but I just think it's a genre thing that's just not yeah, my fair enough not my taste but um nah very nice very nice uh, let's see, number three for me, a film Tina absolutely hated, yeah. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, I don't know, there was just something about the the way it just hits so many different destinations. I love films that do that. You get mm. such distinct, like we had, um, whatever the home planet is of Thor. What's that place? Oh, Sakaar. No, no, Asgard. Asgard. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking the other planet. planet. Yeah, Asgard. Then, yeah, then we had that place, the trash planet, um, mm-hmm. Earth. Oh, loved it. Um, and I kind of, I agree that I think they went a bit too far with the jokes. Mm. But I can only still think of one that I was like, oh, that's shit. That just doesn't work. Yeah. The rest of them really like landed for me, which mm. which helps a lot. And I loved the rock dude. Korg. Korg. <laughs> Piss off, goose. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was one of the best bits of the Starting film. a revolution. Yeah. Um, and I thought it made, I thought what it did was first two Thor films. Um, I, I agree with, I saw this in a review and I really agreed that it, they'll bring Thor down to earth and he was like, fell in love with Jane Foster. Um, this one, it was just like, they just severed all ties to earth really. Mm. And it was just like, you know what? We've created this universe that the guardians exist in and all that kind of thing. Just like go have fun out there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I thought it really benefited from that. Like, we didn't, didn't have the ties to Earth that made him seem less immortal. Yeah, less godly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, bright, it was colourful, but it wasn't garish. Mm. Um, so, yeah, big fan of it. Nice. I enjoyed it as well. It didn't make my top ten this year. In fact, I wanted to, I was trying to limit the amount of genre films, and that is it. My list is very genre-heavy. I don't want to like have to be like, five superhero yeah. movies. So that's why I had to choose a Marvel film. That made the top ten, which is why Spider Man. But yeah, I had a much better time with Thor than Tina did. That opening sequence with the dragon and everything is phenomenal. Oh yeah, so good. Tina number three. Okay, my number three is one that has already been mentioned. So in fact, 
My top three are ones that have already been mentioned. Oh, wow. Um, so my number three is Thwip Thwip Spider-Man. Nice. Um, because it's just be num- really good. I thought it would be number one for you. So. Really? Yeah, because you gave it a ten. I did. Yeah. I did give it a ten. Well, I did like it quite a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was just awesome. Like, um, in the last week of school, uh, the kids will just basically just watch movies. And so one of the teachers put that on and I just sat there the whole time like while doing my work and just watching Spider-Man. Yeah. It was great. I got to see like that scene where he's bringing together the Staten Island oh, very, like, so three good, times. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, that was just fantastic. I love Tom's version of uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I love his best friend. Ned, yeah, he's oh, great. Oh my God, uh, it's just yeah. so good. And yeah, no, it's just really good finally a really good version of Spike. I really like the Andrew Garfield ones. Mm. Mm. There was always something that was just not mm. right about it, and now they've finally hit the nail on the head with it. So. You didn't have a problem with him uh, running through the fences or Aunt May being too young and hot? No, of course not. I wasn't yeah. running through the fences, bit. Okay, so a guy that I used to work with, Eddie, um, he went and saw it. He goes, I liked it. He goes, but we've established he can jump high, so why did he run through the fences when he was chasing after the vulture? <laughs> and I was like... Because oh, yeah. he was in pursuit, like yeah, and he's a kid, and he's yeah. like, and also Aunt May, she's a bit too sexy, isn't she? I miss the old woman. I'm like, that old woman was like a grandma, yeah. like he's 16, like let yeah, it be young. Right. Yeah. And Mrs. Tomei's Aunt May's not that. supposed to be 85. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's so just a dig at a guy who doesn't listen to the show, but <laughs> well, listen um, up, Eddie. Yeah, hmm. I love Spider Man as well. Uh, number two for me is a flick that, even though I was really looking forward to it, I did couldn't imagine. How much it would affect me and how much I would, you know, how high I would rank it this year. I didn't think it would be a top 10 contender, even though I really wanted to see it. Um, and it was a movie Tina didn't want to see at all, but even she was turned by it at the end. And that's The Big Sick. Mm. I love The Big Sick so much. I love Kamal Nanjani. I've always, uh, I've dug him in Silicon Valley for the last four years. Um, I, I don't think I'd seen Zoe Kazan anything before that, but I fell in love with her after this movie. Like she was Ruby Sparks and stuff. And also, just to see Ray Romano on screen again, doing yeah. great stuff. Um, I had a blast with this film. And like, when I say blast, like it's very sad. But it's also really funny, and it's this beautiful like story. Like, they tell the story of a relationship, and a not-so-perfect relationship so well. They, like, they tell the family story about him growing up um, in, in, a, in a multicultural family, and like the difficulties of being that, and like living in a culture that has arranged marriages. It's just... There's so much going on in that film that it shouldn't work, and it just works every single time. And I cried so much in that film. And like, even like when the like the lights came up, I was still wiping my tears. Like, did you cry? And I'm like, yeah, a bit. I guess. <laughs> um, I loved it so much. Um, it's it's just so beautiful and wonderful and fun and heartfelt. I just I can't say enough good things about it. Um, there was only one film this year that came out that could take top spot, but Big Sick came so close. Wow. Oh, it's definitely worth checking out. I um, I really like the trailer. Like, I thought it had some really funny moments mm. in it. Like, a bit when the doorbell rings and like, guess who that is or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. I can lend it to you. I've got it on Blu-ray. It's really good. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, number two for me is another. This is my my the three the trilogy of superhero films that were my favorite films of the year. It was way back at the start. It was uh, Logan. Nice. Which I haven't heard from you yet, which makes me suspicious. But anyway. It just wasn't good enough to crack the top 10. <laughs> uh, if Hugh doesn't get some sort of buzz for this, I will 
quit this podcast. I've said it before. I gotta be honest. I don't think he will. Like, do you want to know why? Because Greatest Showman's getting all this attention, so oh, hopefully, getting nominations for that. Shit. Yeah, it looks awful. Um, it was just phenomenal. Just the way they just made him so beaten down. I mean, from the first bit when he was sleeping in his limousine, and then he comes out and and he fights off those gangsters, and he's like claws come out halfway, mm. but he still cuts them up. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, and I just thought this like sort of dystopian future where the X Men have been wiped out was fantastic. I thought Patrick Stewart was amazing. Deserves nomination as well, definitely. Mm. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I know we did a lot. I'm sure if they go back in the, uh, into the archives, it's mm. a, a big Logan episode. But yeah, I, um, the only thing I didn't love was like the storyline with the kids. I know that was like the point of it. It was like okay. a new generation. But I just sort of, I don't know. I didn't love that bit. But um, I thought this, this was like about Hugh Jackman, this film. Mm. Obviously being Logan. I don't mean... Theatrically about him, yeah, you know cool. what I mean. I like the movie Hugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was a big, big fan of this, and I think what made me like I loved it even more was that video went viral of him doing the voiceover. Yeah, acting. yeah. How, yeah. Just I did how, that to my drama. Yeah, too. just like yeah. how how seriously he mm-hmm. took it. I mean, like obviously he's going to take it seriously, but just like the dedication and just yeah. how good he is at that. I thought this is next level. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Logano is so my name. He's who number two works for. The yeah, last time. The last time. Logan is who number two works for. Alright, so my numero two is only the hottest woman on the face of the planet. Me. No. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Nice. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Um, what can be said that hasn't been said already? It's just fantastic. <laughs> There was, when I was at the birth, deaths and marriages office the other day, um, uh, a guy's phone rang and it was the Wonder Woman oh, really? theme and I thought of James and me and like, he would just be, he'd be here and he'd be like, oh my God, it's so amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's just brilliant. It's just a fantastic movie. Like, I mean, who doesn't wish that they were Gal Gadot? Like both women and men wish that they could be Gal Gadot. Like she's just so badass. So yeah. She's my number two. Yeah. That theme song is always like the first track on my workout playlist. As yeah. well. It really gets me in the like the spirit of getting fit yeah. and fighting demons. You know what I love? I love it when she does the slide. On the knees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like sideways. Mm. So it's not like on the like forward on the knees. It's yeah. Just, she's like going under or something. There's, That's really um, cool. People are obsessed with Gal Gadot's smile. Cause mm. it, especially like in the movies. Because whenever she's about to fight something, she has like this like excited grin like yeah, she can't yeah, wait yeah. to fight mm. and people like it's become a meme online like people just like you know it's, it's always like get someone who looks you the way Wonder Woman looks at battle yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <coughs> my number one's Logan I'm not even gonna like dress it up I <laughs> love this movie this is my favourite movie of the year maybe one of my favourite movies of all time like I've always dug the X-Men films good and bad like I think one was I thought one was pretty good and two was really good and then 3 was okay, and Wolverine Origins was okay, and then First Class was amazing. Like, they keep having this up-and-down thing. But what they did with Logan is something so different. It's so powerful. Like, it's this interesting film about... It's not about being a hero anymore. It's about realising that your time is over. It's about coming to terms with the fact that you've had your time, and now it's time, it's time to pass the torch on, and you have to die or go away, mm. and let someone else carry on. And they do that, but they also, like... 
it's about one last ride, it's Lone Wolf and Cub, it's all these different things. It's got so many amazing shots in it. Um, the the acting is superb. Like it is the best acting maybe in a film this year. Like between Hugh like between Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. And I'll even give Daphne Keane, like the little girl who plays X twenty three for I think it's her first film, like and she's a non English speaking girl as well, like so strong. Like it's excellent. Um it's as brutal and violent as it deserves to be. Um, and it was never tacky or out of place. I loved it. The story about you know the kids um, being raised in captivity, essentially, and being tested on. Um, the fact that we find out that Professor X is the reason there's no X-Men left. Like He killed them like with his mind and stuff, but not on purpose. Because he got Alzheimer's of all things. It's so crushing and upsetting. And it has made my favourite shot in any film this year. And that's when, at one point, it's the final showdown. They're trying to take down like the guy with the cybernetic arm and all the, the other government agencies. And Logan's running. He's running the fastest. He's like he's pumped himself through that like chemical to like keep himself alive. And he's running. He throws his mm. claws out, and then out of nowhere, you see this little girl run over his back and jump with her claws yeah. out. Mm. And it looks like a comic book page, but it doesn't look tacky at all. It's like this is like as comic book readers, this is what we dream of. But it's so legitimate. It looks so amazing in this film that is an Oscar Oscar contender or should be an Oscar contender. Like it's just. I gave it a perfect 10, and to me, it is like a perfect movie. Like, even though it does get sad and depressing, like, and it's not a fun movie, it is exactly the film it needs to be, and this is the film that I wanted this year. And the fact that it came out in March, ahead of every other film that I was looking forward to, I can't believe that it stood the test of time. Because like, I was like, it's my favourite film of the year, but it probably won't make it the whole way. It'll probably drop down. I figured it'd be a top 10. I couldn't imagine it would stay at number one. And it's, it's perfection to me. I love Logan so much. Mm. And that's why it's the best film of the year for me. Cool. Well, we weren't far off. My uh, number one well, film, yeah. I purely looked at my list and thought, which film do I, am I always excited to watch? And that is Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. Which nice. completely came out of, like, I didn't expect that. I wasn't mm. excited about it because I'm, I've never been a big Spider-Man fan. I did like The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it's so fun. But still a bit serious. It carries on, mm. like uh, you know, we, we get some Iron Man, as you said. Um, I'd be careful not to repeat your review of it from just before. That's okay. Um, but I just like every part of it is just really fun. Like that bit when he gets um, when he tries to foil their robbery and he gets trapped in the like is it the armory or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And he's just talking to uh, uh, oh, Karen. Yeah, the suit. suit? Yeah. It's Jennifer Connelly, I think. Mm, who's Paul Bettany's wife? Yeah, so. And he was Jarvis. Yeah, they're both getting some voice over there. That's mm. funny. Um, love the ending. I love the ambiguity, and I love the fact that like um, that Michael Keaton. I forget what he's what the guy's name is that he plays. Um, at the end, he's sort of like Adrian Toons, the Vulture. Yes, the Vulture. Um, he when he's in prison, he's like we. The guy's like we heard you know who Spider Man is, and he's sort of like semi-protects him mm. and I like mm. the ambiguity where I'm not sure whether that's because he's trying to save he's trying to save some for later mm. or that's if he's actually sort of mm. trying to protect him mm. um, love Ned love the scene when he builds the Death Star and drops it <laughs> oh, I, I want to say this because I don't think we talked about it in our original view I love the fact that they have a Lego Death Star in that movie because in Civil War Spider-Man makes that joke about have you guys seen that really old film Return of the Jedi oh, yeah. uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back and I was like that's awesome. Like, that's a little connector. Like, you can tell he's a Star Wars fan. He's just discovered Star Wars. Yeah. Like, um, I love, like, you know, the way it starts with that video montage of him 
in mm. from Civil War. I mean, which was then used later in like another movie this year. Yeah, maybe not as well, but I was like, ah, oh, let's like it's a popular format now. Um, so yeah, I uh, I don't know what else I can say about that. I purely like look, it's not like oh, that's one of my favorite films of all time, but. When I looked at my list and I'm like, okay, what do I want to watch again? That's yeah. always the number one. Nice. Cool. All right. And we come to my number one. My number one, like I said, has already been uh, listed as a movie, but this movie was 100% titillating and a roller coaster of a ride, and that is Get Out. Wow. Nice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My number one is Get Out. Wow, wow, we were. Wow, wow, we were. Um, that was just so intense. Every single person that I speak to about this movie, I speak exactly like this. I go, oh my God, yeah. like, it's so amazing. Like, you will just love it. And, like, when I went, um, after I watched it a couple of days later, I went over to mum's house and mum's like, oh, you know, what did you do on the weekend or whatever? And I said, oh, I went and saw uh, this movie with James. I went and saw Get Out. She goes, oh, I love that movie. And I go, so do I. And we had this conversation goes when the guy just goes get out and I'm like oh my god she's like that stupid bitch of a girlfriend I'm like I know right so it was just it's just really fantastic like I was sitting there in the cinemas and I've never done this in the cinemas I've always done this at home I've never done it in the cinemas but I was literally like jumping in my chair going go run run go and then when you know he finally like gets out yeah. you're like yes and like other people in the cinema go, yes, sort of thing. It like, was a really interesting cinema experience. I remember, really like, good. like we were in the right audience for that because it was, mm. a, it wasn't a, like, it is tense, but it's not scary. It's like a fun horror film. Yeah, like that bit where the guy's running, and like then the girl, like the woman, like the caretaker jumps yeah. out. Like we, everyone goes, <gasps> and then you heard everyone laugh at the yeah. same time, yeah. like because they're like, oh, we got, we got taken, <laughs> yeah, like whatever, yeah, yeah. like, we, we got caught or whatever. Oh, and she's like crying. Oh, yeah, still that's, me to me, that's like the. It's freakiest moment of that. Yeah. Like that, nah. Oh, so yeah, so, so get out is my. Luna's trying. Oh, we're she... saying get out, she's trying to get in. You get out. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's my number one. Numero uno for 2017 Nice. That's pretty. Like, they were all pretty strong lists. Like, even mm. though the stuff that maybe I didn't. Like, I didn't. Well, I mean, obviously we didn't agree because up until the last few, like, there was a lot of kind of division, but. Uh, it is cool to see that we all uh, agreed on some of the uh, the higher number ones. Um, Let me in. Uh, did anyone have any honourable mentions? I have two. Okay, cool. Uh, they are Kingsman. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I didn't put Kingsman in my. I really ones. liked. I really liked it. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I really liked it. Um, and my second one is Paddington Two because it's just amazing, mm. but it's just so sad. Look at him! Look at him making his way in. <laughs> look, what's this? Oh, How'd you guys get in that? Door was closed. Oh, yeah, here you are. Cheeky there buggers. We want the buttons to show. They've done a reverse of yeah. your number one. Get That's right. Uh, um, Nick, did you have any? I did, um, and I bumped it from this list on the fly purely because it was another one I realised came out <laughs> mid last year, but mm. I had only seen this year, and actually would have been really, really high on my list, possibly a top three, which was actually Hell or High Water. 
Oh, that's really, I really enjoyed that as well. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. My, my list was very pine, piney fresh. Pine fresh. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. But again, I just thought, look, I'll give some love to the films that actually came out this year. Nice. Um, I have quite a few. I knocked all the ones I got mentioned in your list. I yeah, took off. 360 odd, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, the ones that we kind of already know, I won't go into too much detail, but then I'll go into a bit more detail on the ones that are, maybe deserve some exposure. Um, so it, I really mm. liked it. Um, Captain Underpants, I really enjoyed. Uh, and I, I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy two as well. It wasn't quite a, you know, it wasn't a top tenner for me, but I still had fun with it. I'm looking forward to watching it again finally. Uh, Manchester by the Sea, I think you know, was probably robbed of its. I think it should have been the best picture last year. Um, I, I, I liked La La Land and I liked Moonlight, but I liked Manchester more. Um, and Justice League, um, even though it's on the top ten for me, I still had a really good time in it, even if it isn't a great film. Uh, and now I'm going to go into the maybe lesser known ones. So one of these films actually isn't even out in Australia till this year, but I got to see an advanced screening of it. So, um, oh, cool. uh, and that's a movie called Molly's Game, uh, starring Jessica Chastain. It's based on the true story of this woman who was an Olympic skier, but she got injured and she became involved in like high stakes gambling, around, like an illegal gambling ring. It's really good. It's her and Idris Elba. Um, Michael Sarah's in it. It's a really like interesting biopic. I think Alan Aaron Sorkin did the film, like mm-hmm. directed the guy behind the West Wing and Steve Jobs and a whole lot of other things. So Molly's Game is definitely worth checking out. Um, I really enjoyed The House, the um, Will Ferrell Amy Poehler gambling movie. Like it shouldn't mm. have, it shouldn't have been as enjoyable as it was. Like it had no right to be as much as much fun as I found it to be. But Jason Manzukas really makes that film for me as well. Like if you love Jason, Man- like if you liked him. What film are we talking about? Him? Oh, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, just dial up to ten, because he's just insane in this movie. Um, Colossal with Anne Hathaway. Um, the film about the girl... Uh, it's basically about a woman who's, like, a drunk, and she's got, like, this weird mental connection to this kaiju monster in Tokyo. I don't want to say too much, because I think anyone who hasn't seen it should watch it. She's fantastic. Jason Sudeikis is amazing. It's maybe one of his best performances ever. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Um documentary that I watched called Batman and Bill it's the unknown story of the other creator of Batman so everyone knows Bob Kane as the creator of Batman but he was actually helped a lot by this guy Bill Finger and it's kind of this secret that's been buried for the last 70 years um, and it finally came out a few years ago like people started to hear about it and last year they released a documentary about it and it's really fantastic um, not as entertaining as some of the movies on my top 10 but definitely like, if you like Batman definitely watch it if you ever want to create something or work for like somebody in the entertainment Watch this and learn what not to do. Um, uh, two Aubrey Plaza films I watched this year. One called Ingrid Goes West. Uh, it's kind of about the, the dangers of social media stalking and the desire for fame. Um, but that's really good. And then also The Little Hours, which is that Dirty Nun film. Oh, yeah. Starring her and Kate Micucci from Garfunkel and Oates and uh, Alison Breed. That's really fun. Nick Offerman's also in it. Uh, this Netflix film called Babysitter. Uh, it's kind of like... It's this horror film about this babysitter who's like in a satanic cult. It's kind of like Home Alone if there were real stakes in it. Um, Table 19, the romantic comedy starring um, Anna Kendrick, I really liked. A Monster Calls, which is all about this little boy whose mother has cancer and how he like has kind of deals with the trauma of that. And the way he does it is he, is he visions this giant like tree monster played by Liam Neeson. It's really beautiful. It made me cry a lot. Uh, and then finally, a French film called Raw, 
uh, which is about a girl who goes to medical school. She's a vegetarian, and then she decides she wants to... Eat people? Eat meat, and it's a cannibalism film. But <laughs> it's not even a horror film. Like, it's built as a horror film. It's not at all. It's a really amazing coming-of-age story about these two sisters and, like, just the mess-up things they do. Um, but it's really wonderful. Definitely worth checking out. So those are my honourable mentions. Guys, are there anything? Is there anything else you want to add before we say goodbye to 2017 for good? I don't think so. I think we covered it. I am good. We've covered everything. Well, I did tease three hours ago. What time did we start this? I don't know, but it's 7:30 now. I feel like we definitely started at least three hours ago. Yeah. Um, I did mention there was like a big surprise uh, at the end. I teased at the start of the episode. Uh, Nick, if you want to open up your internet browser, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Type in. And if you just want to type in this website for me. Uh, past the remote. Oh my god. Pod. So past the remote pod. Yep. Dot WordPress. Dot com. And if it all works. Ta da! Guys, past the remote now has a website. It's not much, it's just a little bare bones thing I put together the other day. But uh, we're going to be using this as an interactive format uh, going forward. It's going to have. It has a few things on there already. It has a review that I wrote about Mother, and it also has uh, like an about page. And uh, there's a RSS feed for our podcast, so if you don't want to download iTunes, you can just click the feed through there. Um, it's got a blog, which I'll start documenting my 365 movies in 365 days. Um, but going forward, we're going to have a, a lot more stuff coming on there. But we have a website now. Looks Yay! very nice. Well done. Did you do this? I did. I spent like three hours on like New Year's, I think it was New Year's Eve, trying to put it together, and I struggled yeah. for ages. So it doesn't look like super polished. I showed someone like a oh, nice professional WordPress. I was like, hey. Leave me alone. Yeah. No, I think it looks good. It's got our, tr our trusty logo it's on there. It's got our logo. If you go into... There's like a, a subheading called That's What She Said. That's our about page. Oh, yeah, And yeah, there's yeah. A, there'll be a photo you recognize and also tells kind of our story before... Oh, you got to hit menu. So, that little menu key. So, you hit That's What She Said. You'll uh, see a, yeah. a photo of us and like a little a story about the podcast and how it came to be. Oh, we look like nerds. We are nerds. Yeah. Um, so, there's a lot more going forward. But we have a webpage. So, that's kind of cool. Yeah, well done. Well done. Which Tina also knew, but I was like, I won't tell Nick. I'll like, wait, and I'll surprise him. Guys, awesome. 2017 is gone. We're done. We've said everything we need to say about it. Good riddance there's to a it. Lot of, there's really. a lot of great stuff coming out this year. We have another Star Wars film. Just a little Avengers movie coming out yeah. at some point. Black Panther. Um, award season is upon us, so we're about to see a bunch of cool stuff, like The Shape of Water, which is meant to be really good. Lady Bird, which is meant to be really good. I, Tonya. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming. I'm very excited to see what we do next. Uh, and, of course, The Road to Infinity War, which I guess will start next week. Yeah, that is. Uh, I saw a thing pop up on my social medias that, um, mm. you know, if you want to do The Road to Infinity War, watch one, one a week. week. It's starting. Which, uh, it probably will be a little bit different for us, because I know that Tina and I will be away for about a month mm. uh, at the end of March. So we'll have to figure a way around it. But we'll work it all out. I'm not going to waste the audience's time any longer. We are done, guys. If you have anything else to say, say it now. We'll say goodbye. Goodbye. See you happy later. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. That's it for this one? year's Pass the Remote, even though it's the new year, but ignore that. Pass the year, right? Am I right? <laughs> Pass the fireworks. <laughs> that was dreadful. <laughs> what better way to go out yeah. than not good at all? Uh, I'm James Chalmers, and we'll see you next week.